Hello, and welcome to Sharing Real Hope. My name is Mike Hall. The world is in need of some good news. Would you agree with me on that? I mean, all you have to do is turn on the television and uh, check out the local news. The local news is just filled with bad news, not to mention the uh, cable stations and all of the 24-hour-a-day news that's uh, pouring out, or I put news in quotation marks in many cases. And then uh, we get on social media, and man... There again, there it is, just bad news, arguing, fighting, uh, articles on, on bad things, bad news everywhere. But I'm here to tell you, first, there is good news in the world, and beyond that, there is some really good news for today. And that is the title of this six-part series that's beginning with this podcast, we have some really good news for today. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 1 to 11 is the passage we're focused on in this podcast. And we are going to see in this passage the very heart of the good news. Follow along with me as I read these 11 verses. Now I make known to you, brethren, the gospel which I preach to you, which also you received, in which also you stand." by which also you are saved, if you hold fast the word which I preached to you, unless you believed in vain. For I delivered to you as of first importance what I also received, that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, and that He was buried, and that He was raised on the third day according to the Scriptures, and that He appeared to Cephas, then to the twelve, After that, he appeared to more than 500 brethren at one time, most of whom remain until now, but some have fallen asleep. Then he appeared to James, then to all the apostles, and last of all, to one untimely born. He appeared to me also, for I am the least of the apostles and not fit to be called an apostle because I persecuted the church of God. But by the grace of God, I am what I am, and his grace toward me did not prove vain. But I labored even more than all of them, yet not I, but the grace of God with me. Whether then it was I or they, so we preach, and so you believed. So there in that passage is the heart of the really good news. In verse 1, there's a word that I want you to focus on, and it comes uh, well into the first sentence. Now I make known to you, brethren, the gospel which I preach to you. The word that I want you to hear is the word gospel. And it's the word in the original uh, Greek from which this New Testament book was written. It's the word euangelion, euangelion, uh, very close to our evangelism. And it really, it means really good news. The gospel is really good news. And here in, in verse 2, it says, by which also you are saved. And, and so what does that mean? Well, it means this. It means that this really good news, when accepted and believed, uh, actually uh, changes our eternal status. Our eternal status. You've got to to understand that uh, you are not just dead and gone and finished when you die, but death is a transition. It's a transition into eternity. Uh, 
and and you can only go one of two directions if you believe the Bible and that what is true is in the Bible. And one direction is to be in the presence of God forever, and the other direction is to be separated from God forever in in conscious uh, uh, punishment. And so this good news, when believed and accepted, it saves us from that. It saves us. It changes our eternal status uh, permanently. So, at the very heart of this good news, and that's what today's podcast is focusing on, at the very heart of this good news are the three non-negotiable things that we find in this passage. Three non-negotiable things. And I want you to see the first one in verse 3. Verse 3, Paul says, For I delivered to you as of first importance... What I also received, here it is, that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. And so the very heart of the good news is, number one, Christ died for our sins. Christ died for our sins. What does that mean? Well, first of all, it goes on to say according to the scriptures. And so there are so many, but I'm going to pick probably the most well-known, the, the, the most famous one of all, and that is found back in Isaiah chapter 53. In Isaiah chapter 53, and I'm not going to go through the entire passage, uh, but I would encourage you to read that chapter. Read it uh, a couple of times and let it soak in. But let's look at a couple of verses here uh, in Isaiah chapter 53 so that we understand this phrase, Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. In verse 5 of Isaiah 53, it says this, But he, now the he here is referring to the Messiah, who is Jesus Christ. But he was pierced through for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The chastening for our well-being fell upon him, and by his scourging we are healed. All of us like sheep have gone astray. Each of us has turned to his own way. But the Lord has caused the iniquity of us all to fall on him. He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he did not open his mouth. Like a lamb that is led to the slaughter and like a sheep that is silent before its shears, so he, Jesus, did not open his mouth. By oppression and judgment he was taken away. And as for his generation, who considered that he was cut off out of the land of the living for the transgression of my people to whom the stroke was due? His grave was assigned with wicked men, yet he was with a rich man in his death because he had done no violence. There was no, there was uh, not any deceit in his mouth. But the Lord was pleased to crush him, putting him to grief. If he would render himself as a guilt offering, he will see his offspring and he will prolong his days and the good pleasure of the Lord will prosper his hand. As a result of the anguish of his, Jesus' soul, he, God, the Father, will see it and be satisfied. By his knowledge, the righteous one, my servant, will justify the many as he will bear their Iniquities. Now, I want you to check out some of these phrases here in this passage. I hope you're still with me as, as we've gone through that rather extended reading of the scriptures. But uh, notice that you heard phrases like our iniquities, our transgressions, gone astray. Uh, those are all descriptions of the entire human race. We all have iniquities and sins and transgressions. All of us have gone astray from God's 
way uh, from God's righteousness and holiness. We have all sinned. And let me tell you, we don't have to be taught to, to sin. I've seen that in my in myself. I've seen that in my children. I've seen that in my grandchildren. Uh, I look at my little two-year-old granddaughter whom I love so very much, and she is so precious. She is so precious. But I'll tell you, that little two-year-old can sin no problem at all. Uh, she, I've, I've already seen her. I've seen her lie. I've seen her be disobedient to, to her parents, uh, and nobody taught her to do that. That is because she has the same disease that all of us in the human race have. We are sinners, and as soon as we are able to make choices, we choose to sin. We all are guilty. Uh, but I, I want you to notice some other phrases that, are, that were found in this passage in Isaiah 53. He was oppressed. He was afflicted. Um, he, was, he was crushed. He was crushed. His soul was in anguish. Do you know what all of that is? That's Jesus in his death. In his death. And, and the scriptures are, are very, very, very clear here. It says he had done no violence and there was no deceit in his mouth. Jesus died. He was crushed. He was afflicted. He was oppressed. His soul knew anguish, not because of any sin he had committed, because he never had. There was no deceit in him. Uh, he had never done any violence to the will of God. He was the perfect, righteous one, the sinless lamb of God. That's who he was. And yet he was oppressed and crushed for us. He died and paid the penalty for the sin that we did. And then there is the there are these uh, phrases. Uh, he was satisfied. We are justified. God's uh, righteous wrath was satisfied by the death of Jesus Christ. It paid for the sins of those who believed, and it will justify the many. That's what it said. So everyone who believes and receives and trusts uh, and repents, those are the ones that are justified or declared righteous by Almighty God because... Jesus died. Then the second piece here in this in this uh, passage in First Corinthians of the of the good news is he was buried. Verse four, the first part of verse four says he was buried. Isaiah fifty three, uh, back in Isaiah fifty three, verse nine, it says his grave was assigned with wicked men, yet he was with a rich man in his death. Uh, so the rich man was Joseph of Arimathea. He is the one that loaned his grave, that gave his grave uh, to Jesus so that Jesus could be buried. And he was uh, that fulfilled a scripture there. He was buried. And he was three days in the grave. Three days. That, he was dead. He didn't swoon. He didn't pass out. He wasn't in a coma. He was dead. And I'll tell you, there's another reason I know that he was really dead. Because when the Roman soldiers who were familiar with crucifixion and who had seen it many times, they would break the bones of those they crucified to hasten their death. When they came to Jesus, they didn't break the bones in his legs because those seasoned men who saw death many times in crucifixion knew that Jesus was dead. He was dead and buried. Then there is the third piece to this, the very heart of the good news, and it is found in the last part of verse 4. He was, he was raised on the third day according to the Scriptures. 
He was raised. And then it goes on to name the many post-resurrection appearances of Jesus. The many post-resurrections of Jesus. And that validated everything he did. If Jesus had died and that was it, he wouldn't have accomplished what he came to do. He would be just another dead martyr along with all the other dead religious leaders of various religions. And they're all dead. And they've none, none have raised from the dead except for Jesus. In the resurrection of Jesus... Everything that he said was validated, and and those post-resurrection appearances, if brought to a court of law today, there would be no doubt about it. Uh, he was the scripture says he was seen by more than five hundred men at once, and he appeared to all the apostles, and last he appeared to Paul. And Paul talks about how he appeared to him, and so the very heart of this good news, the central core of this good news that we're going to be talking about over the next five podcasts is this. Christ died for our sins, number one, was buried, number two, and he was raised on the third day. The resurrection of Jesus Christ and the scriptures say in Romans chapter 1 verse 4, he was declared with power to be the Son of God, God of very God through the resurrection that, that he experienced there. And so we serve a risen Savior who died to pay for our sins so that we don't have to if we believe in him. It says again in verse 1, in verse in verse two, in verses 1 and 2 I preach the gospel by which you also you are saved you are saved by the gospel of Jesus Christ we have some really good news for this bad news world uh, not just temporary good news, but good news that will affect our eternal status. I hope that you will think about that and that you will rejoice in that. And if you are listening and you've never turned your life over to the Lord Jesus Christ, I hope that this very day will be the day that you'll pray to ask Him to forgive your sins and to trust that He already paid for that and to, and to trust Him and to follow Him. Begin following Him today and you will be saved. Well, until next time, God bless. Thank you for listening to this edition of Sharing Real Hope. We hope that you were encouraged in your walk with Christ by what you heard. Please take a moment to email us with your questions, prayer requests, and comments. Our email address is sharingrealhope at gmail.com. Again, that's sharingrealhope at gmail.com. Or you can visit our website at sharingrealhope.org. Until next time, keep living in and sharing real hope.